Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Asthma Spotlight podcast. Now, following recent discussions with colleagues, I want to share some of my thoughts about asthma control and in particular, when action is needed by healthcare professionals. So this episode is intended mainly for doctors who are not asthma specialists. That's general practitioners, general physicians, or general pediatricians. And also, of course, asthma-trained nurses who manage asthma. However, people with asthma and parents of children with asthma should also benefit from this topic. Now, before I start, if you do find this podcast helpful, please do follow and also share the podcast with others. So the discussions I've been having, which are quite concerning for me, are about the plans that we agree with our patients on acute asthma self-management. Now, this is the plan that people with asthma will use if their asthma goes out of control. So the plan provides clear guidance for parents and for people with asthma to help understand their regular treatment and to know when things are going wrong and also to understand what to do when this happens. Okay, so it may seem obvious to you that all that's needed is to create a template or a pro forma and for the doctors to download this offline and to fill in the patient's name and a couple of details. Now, this pro forma should include the sort of information that everyone with asthma needs in order to be able to manage their asthma attacks. However, it's not so simple. 
And in these discussions that I've been involved in, there are some misconceptions amongst healthcare professionals about the management of asthma. So I decided to share my thoughts and frustrations about the way people with asthma are cared for. Now it's important to understand that asthma is a chronic, ongoing disease. That is, it's a disease that's there all the time. So like a volcano, um, it's there all the time, but it erupts with attacks from time to time. And these attacks can be serious. As far as treatment is concerned, there's ongoing treatment, and there's also treatment for acute attacks. So there's no cure for asthma, and that's common knowledge. However, the treatment is aimed at controlling the underlying inflammation, in effect, preventing the asthma from going out of control and causing attacks. So it should be clear that if treatment is successful, then the person should have no symptoms and they should have no flare-ups. Now, these flare-ups of uncontrolled asthma are called exacerbations by healthcare professionals. Now, one of the key messages in this podcast is that if someone with asthma has an attack or exacerbation, if you prefer, or a flare-up, it means that their asthma is out of control. And from a healthcare professional's perspective, that means that action must be taken, not only to treat the attack, but most importantly, action is needed to find out why the attack happened and what can be done to prevent a future attack. In essence, this task involves identifying modifiable risk factors that can be fixed or remedied. Now, if you ask why it's important as part of the treatment of an acute asthma attack to find out why the attack occurred, let me explain. There are three things about asthma that all healthcare professionals with responsibility for caring for people at all ages with asthma should understand. And the first relates to asthma itself, which is an ongoing disease. It's a chronic disease. So asthma is not a one-off incidence of ill health, like an infection or a broken bone, for example. Asthma is not an acute illness. It's there all the time, very much like high blood pressure or diabetes or epilepsy. These are chronic diseases which need treatment all the time. In the same way, asthma is a chronic disease, and therefore it does not make sense to only treat asthma as if it's an acute illness by just treating the attacks. The underlying asthma inflammation that causes the disease is bubbling away under the surface all of the time. So the first thing that's essential for doctors and frontline nurses to understand is that treatment of an asthma attack includes both the immediate treatment of the attack and also management of the underlying chronic disease. So the point I'm making is that it's not enough to just treat an asthma attack and send somebody home. So the second piece of information is that asthma control is assessed on the basis of two things or two domains. These are symptoms and attacks. If someone has symptoms, that's coughing, wheezing or shortness of breath from their asthma, or if they have an attack, their asthma is out of control. Now, asthma by definition fluctuates from day to day and week to week and month to month. 
So it's no good to only ask someone about their asthma control once a year by asking if they have any respiratory symptoms or even to use a validated questionnaire like the asthma control test or ACT as it is known. If that person has no symptoms or if the ACT is okay, all that tells you is about the person's current control, how they are at the time of the assessment. So it's no good recording in the records that someone's asthma control is good if all you've asked about is the symptoms that they have today. You also need to ask about flare-ups or attacks in the previous 12 months. Because as I said, asthma attacks are part of the domain within the assessment of asthma control. So even if there are no symptoms today, if someone had an attack within the last year, their asthma is by definition out of control and what this means is that the treatment is not working. Now the third piece of the puzzle is the one that's really important. So if someone's asthma is out of control, i.e. if they have symptoms or they've had an attack, that person is at risk of having another attack which may be very serious. It might even be a life-threatening attack and so once the attack is treated, the chronic asthma needs to be dealt with and might need to be dealt with at a subsequent post-attack review soon after the end of the treatment of the acute attack. So now let's get back to the discussion on personal acute asthma action plans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In essence... These acute asthma action plans are part of the big picture in the management of asthma. The plans are really for managing flare-ups of the underlying chronic asthma illness, but they also serve to highlight poor asthma control, and that's the key message of this podcast. So when teaching people about asthma, and when providing asthma self-management plans, the most important educational concepts are to help our patients understand that the acute plan, which is also called a personal asthma action plan, is really a guide for what to do when the chronic asthma condition goes out of control. So it's really like a roadmap showing how to recognize stages of severity of poor asthma control with additional information on what action to take. Now, typical plans will include details of current treatment that is the ongoing preventer treatment, also information on the emergency relief treatment to be taken, uh, 
Also, there'll be information on assessment of control, which includes symptoms and lung function measurements, and sometimes even oxygen saturation measurements. It also includes levels of severity of poor control, or action points, and what action needs to be taken according to the severity of the poor control. Okay, now I need to emphasize that the Personal Asthma Self-Management Action Plan is mainly for dealing with attacks. However, these action plans are not overall management plans for the person's asthma. But they do also serve to alert people with asthma that their asthma is out of control. And this needs to be included within the plan, in my view. People need to know that if they're getting symptoms or if they're having attacks, their asthma is out of control. And there's a need to consult their doctor or trained asthma nurse after the flare-up has been treated and dealt with. Clearly, anyone who has had a severe attack treated in the emergency department or at their general practice, um, and this treatment might include nebulization, it might include a course of oral corticosteroids, and these people should have a post-attack assessment. However, and this is where the discussion with my colleagues prompted this podcast, Anyone who has needed to use more than four puffs of their short-acting reliever, and that's usually the blue inhaler, in a week, or anyone who's had to use a high-dose burst of that inhaler, that is six or more puffs of that blue reliever inhaler, should also have a review by someone trained in managing asthma attacks. And that is even if that burst of treatment with a reliever inhaler makes the person feel better and they're able to carry on the rest of the day. So from my perspective, people need to be taught both to manage acute asthma flare-ups but also to recognize that an asthma flare-up or an attack is a signal that their asthma is not well controlled and that their treatment is not working. And so provision of an asthma self-management plan for somebody also serves as an opportunity for education to alert somebody that if their asthma needs extra treatment with reliever medication, it's a sign that they need to consult their doctor. Now, it might not be immediate. It depends on the severity of the episode. But they need to consult their doctor and find out what went wrong. In other words, identify modifiable risk factors to determine why the attack happened so that these can be fixed. Now clearly, anyone who's had a severe attack treated in the emergency department or at their general practice should have a post-attack assessment. And this would include anybody who's had a short course of uh, corticosteroid tablets or been treated with high-dose nebulized medication. However, someone who needs to use their blue reliever inhaler before or during or after exercise is clearly uncontrolled, and that person should consult their doctor. Now, when teaching people about self-management plans, the other thing to emphasize is that if someone needs more than more than four puffs of their reliever inhaler in a week, their asthma is poorly controlled. And therefore, it follows that if someone has a flare-up which requires um, six uh, puffs or more of their short-acting reliever inhaler to relieve their symptoms is also in need of a review. 
So as a healthcare professional, you may say that you've got enough work to do and you don't need to see people whose symptoms have cleared up with self-management. And so you might ask why they also need a review. Well, it comes back to my point earlier that asthma is not an acute condition. The aim of treatment is for the person to be symptom and attack free. So if a person is having to use their reliever more than four times in a week, or if they're using it for sport, or if they're having to use a short burst, even if it makes them better, it means that either their treatment is not working, this is their ongoing chronic treatment is not working, or that they're not collecting or taking it correctly as it was prescribed, and that they need help in order to fix this. So the aim is really to prevent a new or a further attack. So in summary, asthma is a chronic ongoing disease that can and does flare up with attacks from time to time. Asthma control is assessed in two domains. First by checking for symptoms, coughing, wheezing or shortness of breath, and also by checking for attacks. And clearly, a once yearly checkup is not really sufficient. And that's why, when provided with a personal asthma action plan, people need to be able to recognize when they're having symptoms or flare-ups, and therefore that their asthma is poorly controlled, and therefore um, they need to be able to come and see the doctor or asthma trained nurse. The next summary point, personal acute asthma plans are intended mainly as education and action levels are really like a road map. So people can recognize poor control, follow the map and take appropriate action to prevent the attack from becoming more serious or even follow the instructions and call for emergency help if needed. Now, personal asthma action plans also serve as an opportunity for the healthcare professional to teach and to alert people with asthma that they need to arrange an assessment by their doctor or asthma trained nurse to identify and deal with any modifiable risk factors. If patients report to their healthcare professionals that they're having symptoms, this does need to be taken seriously. Receptionists need to be informed that if anyone with asthma presents with symptoms that they're worried about um, and they should be given an appointment sooner rather than later. And also, if the doctor or asthma trained nurse feels out of their depth and they've provided all the care that they feel they're able to, then um, it's really important to consider the need for referral of that person to someone with more experience than you have. And finally, so it's our job as healthcare professionals to teach people about their asthma and provision of a self-management plan provides that opportunity. And so people with asthma need to know that if they need to use more than four puffs of their reliever inhaler in a week, uh, or if they need to use that reliever inhaler before, during or after exercise, or if they've needed a short burst of say six puffs of their reliever inhaler to clear symptoms, that their, their asthma is poorly controlled and they need to arrange an assessment with their doctor as soon as possible. And at the assessment, they need to say that they're finding that they need to use their blue reliever inhaler more frequently and 
could the doctor or the asthma-trained nurse establish why this is happening and modify their treatment accordingly. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.